0: Welcome back to the Call Connect Podcast, everybody. It's good to be back. It's been a little while. If you're new with us, just tuning in. Welcome. We're glad to have you. Um, Really honored that you chose to listen to us. My name's Taylor. I'm the host here. My name's Ed. I'm the co-host. We've got a special guest with us today. He's been here before. Should we introduce him? You want to introduce him? Or you want me to? He is the guy that beats
1: me in (laughs) basketball. Is, well, Ed, I beat you in basketball too. I mean, well, not as bad as this guy. <laughs> I mean, he comes into my office pretty much every Monday morning to start my Monday off. <laughs> He's and, all about encouragement. Yes, and this is this is office basketball. It's a little little basketball uh, game I have on my desk. You can come play it anytime you come in. But it's full court too. Yeah, and this guy beats me six to zero. It's first to six. Wow, every it's really time. Good. Yes, the I man. A- Yes, the myth, the
0: legend, B-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b- Brian Lopez. Good to be with you guys today. Welcome back, man. Good to have you. Glad to be here. How's your life?
2: Life's good. What's the newest thing in your life right now? The newest thing in my life? I don't know. It's tremendously hot in this office. Oh, though. come that on! That is about the newest thing. You guys like it warm, <laughs> so uh, I'm probably losing about three pounds of sweat right, right now. There you so go. I'm feeling good. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> So what's the newest thing in your life right now?
2: (laughs) I don't know if I have anything new going on in my life right now. (laughs) You've been fishing lately? I actually have taken a couple of weeks off, (gasps) but I'm going tomorrow with somebody at the church. So I'm praying that it'll be a good day. And where are you going? We're, uh, I think we're going to Lake Amador. Nice. Yeah. So it should be a good time away and sweet. A little relaxing out there and hopefully a few fish in the boat. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Catch something new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Have you caught a lightning trout yet? I have not. Oh. I'm really interested and in, uh, really desiring to do that. Yes. So, yeah, I've always I like wanted to catch a lightning trout. Why do they silly.
1: call them lightning trouts? Because
2: they're Cause they're gold. gold. Yeah. Is it because yeah. they're fast like lightning no, and they you can't just, catch it's them? Color. I think they have them down there. They call them Amador golds now. So oh, it's really? not just lightning trout. But Amador yeah, but oh. yeah, They look kind of like a goldfish, goldfish. They're pretty
0: cool looking. Are they? Yeah, they are. They're not hard to catch though. It's like a...
2: I think it's a species of rainbow trout it so. is yeah. yeah
0: yeah they're probably a little i would say rare yeah compared to like rainbow Typical or brown rainbow. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. do you so. think lightning hit them i don't think so no, no. think left them that streak or something yeah and they just kind of so. morphed into that over yeah. time maybe i mean that <laughs> seems legit ed i believe that <laughs> why else would they call it lightning trout yeah. i mean i don't know it's a Brian, great question. go get it. Uh, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing pretty good, man. I just came back from junior high winter camp. Yep. It was a blast. Um, only lost two students. Um, no, <laughs> they're, they're, they're good. We checked with the parents; they're good. So, um, no, it was it was awesome, and um, you know, just really encouraging to see students excited uh, to grow in their faith. Yeah, and uh, and that's what I'm. I'm excited to keep doing here. So. Sweet. Helping
0: them with. Yep. So I got a question. Maybe you can answer it. When I was at Hume, the last day of Hume was always like a, a, as a student is what I'm talking about. The last day was always like a, let's just see how much we can get away with. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but <laughs> so we would always at our table, the last meal. You're giving them ideas, buddy. We <laughs> Well, hopefully there's. I still got high school winter camp coming up, so. Oh you can try this then <laughs> We would always take Everybody's leftovers My mouth started to the water Just thinking about this We would take Everybody's leftovers On their plate And scrape it into a cup mm. And then we would do A suicide So all the different sodas That they had mm-hmm. Or drinks Whatever Yeah And then We would pick And this was usually Per cabin Okay And we would We would just Majority rule Type thing mm-hmm. Pick who would have To chug that mm. And so I remember this kid. I might have told you this story. You did yeah? Austin Freitas was his name. Austin, if you're out there, buddy, <laughs> I'm really sorry, <laughs> but we voted him off the island, and he had to drink it. Oh! And he threw everything up. It's called a grog drink, self. Uh, Is that still a thing? It well, that's
1: what it's been called. Grog drink. You just have a grog mixture drink? of stuff, but. I would say that was going on throughout the week. Oh, nice. (laughs) I was seeing students line up to the uh, machine and just do every single different one. I'm not sure if they put anything else besides every single flavor into their drink, but it was happening earlier. But Mm. um, yeah, so high school students are going um, to winter camp. Um, You got the grog drink to look forward to, I guess, thanks to Taylor Hodge.
0: Yeah. Sweet. Do it. Hey, is there anything we could be praying for you for as you guys are heading out there again? Maybe um, energy for you. Hey,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm re-energized. I'm ready to go. Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, I, I think just prayers, just that, uh, you know, God just be preparing students' hearts. I think that's the biggest thing. Just some some students, is going to be their first time. Others, they've been to different camps. And, you know, just to hear, you know, talk about something new. Yeah. That they would hear something new from God and just to encourage them in their faith and help them grow.
0: Right on. Yep. Yeah, we'll be praying for you guys. And I want to encourage you, listeners, to do the same because this is the next generation of Christians right here, guys. So that's yep. an important thing to pray for. Well, um, a couple things new uh, in my life. Many of you heard um, our son was born on December thirty first, right in the nick of time for tax season this year, baby. Woo-hoo, <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> right off, <laughs> yeah. He's he's healthy. Um, Noah is his name. Did I already say that? Noah is his name. Noah Burke Hodge. Natalia is healthy, my wife, and um we're just praising the Lord for healthy kids and healthy wife, healthy life. So does that count kind of as something new for you? My son? Yeah. Why, because it was a month ago or I'm just I'm just wondering. Oh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty new. I think it is. <laughs> still yeah. new, still fresh? He's pretty fresh. <laughs> he's yeah, he's a fresh born. fresh blood. Somebody called it that once and it was really weird. They called it a fresh kid. Like fresh from the womb. Anyway, moving on. Hey, listen guys. Today's episode we're going to be talking about worship. What does it mean to What is so funny over there? We're going to be talking about fresh blood. <laughs> what are you fresh laughing from at? the womb?
2: Isn't that a weird term? That is a pretty uh, graphic term. Yeah, it is. Somebody <laughs> said
0: that to me once. Yeah. Maybe it was I think it was my dad, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he described you. Well, whatever. Let me try that again. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about worship. What does it mean to worship? How do you do it? What are some do's and don'ts? I don't know if there really are any don'ts, but there's a lot of do's that I think are not happening, and maybe that's because of just maybe embarrassment or um, maybe just lack of effort. You can fill in the blank there, lack of time. And we're going to touch base on a few of those today. And I hope you guys leave today or stop listening today feeling encouraged. And it's more of a, I'm speaking from a personal standpoint here of just looking back, even with it being a new year, you know, we're already pretty much into February. Tomorrow's the 31st. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're pretty much done already with the first month of 2020. And just looking back at 2019 and just seeing all the different areas that God has been faithful to me and to my family, and, um, I mean, I, we went through hard times in 2019. I think maybe I went through more hard times than I would say we, and on a family level, but, um, just seeing how God brought me out of that, and encouraged me, and helped kind of push me along, I just have nothing but but praise to give him uh-huh. and i'm just such i'm I'm in such a grateful spot in my life and just thinking about all of that stuff that he he delivered me from and just even looking forward to 2020 and what he's going to do in his church and in my life and in my family and um in this staff team, you know and just Thinking about all the things that god's going to do. I'm just i'm stoked. I'm excited mm. um, and i'm worshiping and praising him for that. So Ed if I can ask you just right off the top of your head when you hear worship God Mm -hmm. what's the first thing that comes to your mind first thing comes to my mind is thankfulness
1: just giving thanks Mm -hmm. and um, and I think yeah God is worthy of worship uh, because there's so much he's given us Uh, I meant first and foremost and uh It never gets old for me to say, but he's given us his son mm. Jesus Christ, and I was just reading that. I was talking with my wife um this morning. I was like, man, like I was just reading in second corinthians how how generous God is that you know um he was rich, right and he and it says in second corinthians um chapter eight that he became poor for us mm. and so just just kind of camping out on that that alone is worthy to give him thanks, right? Yeah. And praise. And so, yeah, first thing that comes to mind is just thankfulness.
0: Cool. Well, what are some of the ways that you worship God on a personal level? Sure. Um, I mean, for me, I think it's just in
1: quiet moments where I could just kind of still my mind, uh, especially when I'm anxious about all the things I got to get done for the day mm-hmm. um, or maybe even, you know, just, um, you know, Problems that are happening in the home. Um, we were talking earlier, guys. I oh, mean, I got a, <laughs> I got a kitchen problem uh, leak that I'm dealing with. We had a propane went out, and there's a lot of uh, things sometimes in life that can go wrong. And it's in those moments I think that um, when I can quiet myself down and yeah. just pause and and just go before God and just say, God, I, I just need you, mm. and. I don't want anything else but you right now because um because I know that that you're great. I know that <laughs> all these worries in my life um you know are minimal to just being with you. Mm. And so um for me that's part of the way I worship is I think actually not so much maybe s- singing. I like that too, but mm-hmm. I think my times of worship to God are actually in my quiet moments. Mm.
0: So that's good. Yeah. yeah. Brian, what about you? Any thoughts there about just what wor- worship is? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ma- two-parter here. So yeah. what, what is worship on a, maybe a grander scheme to you? And then how do you do it personally?
2: Yeah. So when I think about that, um, there's a passage that always comes to my mind and I know it's not maybe directly correlated to worship, but Luke chapter five is this amazing moment where Jesus calls Peter and you're probably familiar with the story where he's Teaching, and then he tells Peter to go out after a night worth of fishing and they've mm-hmm. done a terrible job and caught nothing. Maybe this is what resonates with me, too, is it's a fishing story. But yeah, uh, there you go. Um, But anyway, and Peter, as we know, is obedient to that calling and says, well, we worked hard, hard all night and uh, we'll be obedient even just because you ask us. And they throw out the nets and they get this huge haul of fish and they're bringing them in. And it, there's just this moment with Peter where I think he he finally really it clicks who Jesus is. Mm. And he says to him, get away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. And the Bible says also that he he kind of bows down at his knees, you know, and I always thought, why does he bow? Every other portion is down at the feet of Jesus. I think he's bound at his knees because the boat is so full of fish, he can't get <laughs> to his feet there. But, <laughs> but this moment of recognition of who Jesus is and also the recognition of who Peter is and how different that is. And I think worship for me is those moments where this humble sense comes over me that says, God, you are very different than who I am. You are far more powerful than I am. You are far more holy. You're far more righteous. Um, you are more loving and gracious than I will ever be. And I see the distance and to realize his altogether differentness than me. Yeah. Puts me in a place of I'm in the presence of greatness right now. And I think when we're in the presence of greatness, you can't help but be in awe and wonder mm-hmm. and appreciation and I think that for me is kind of what maybe leads to those moments of worship. And like you were talking about, Ed, I know sometimes we immediately go towards that act of singing. And, and there are moments definitely for me that uh, um, of singing praises to God that that, that comes out. Um, but I, I think more sometimes it turns into repentance of things in my life that, God, I'd, I I want to see you move and work this out of my life of mm-hmm. of gratefulness, of just telling God, Lord, I'm so thankful for what you've given to me. Um, You know, sometimes it's just a moment of shouting and clapping and probably more so in church in those moments, but even just being out in nature and just looking at the beauty of God's creation. (laughs) I was watching a bunch of birds and squirrels just yesterday, and I'm like, Lord, you are an amazing creator. Look at these things, just how they operate. (laughs) 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 But just even that thought of, you know, as I was watching these birds get their food of hey, he knows every everything that a sparrow needs, and mm-hmm. he takes care of us, you know, in that moment to just lean us back to, God, you really are deserving of our praise because you're a great provider, whatever that may be, you know, yeah. and so, so those are kind of some key moments. Even reading scripture for me tends to be a great time of just mm-hmm. connecting with the Lord. That's probably mm-hmm. the easiest way of worshiping God, and I know sometimes that doesn't, people may not correlate that to worship, but yeah. I think we can do anything with a heart that, we want to honor the Lord, and that's our act of worship, whether that's cleaning the house or working at our job or loving our spouse or taking care of the kids. That can be a moment of worshiping God if we're doing it with the heart to want to serve Him.
0: Absolutely, yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's that's good. That's actually why, one of the main reasons why I wanted to have this episode is because so often people just think it's, I shouldn't say people, let me narrow it down a little more, churchgoers, we can call them, so often think that worship is, you know, the first 15 minutes of a church service when they're the team, the worship team's up on stage singing, you know, um, it goes so much farther beyond that. Just like what you were saying, how are we treating our spouse and our kids? And how are we, like what we talked about on Sunday, how are we treating our friendships? How are we investing into people that those are all acts of worship because God has blessed us with those things. And how are we taking care of those things, you Mm -hmm. know, in order to honor him? Do you and I'll ask this question for both of you, kind of collectively. Whoever wants to pipe in first, but I think I already know the answer. But maybe think on a broader, a broader sense. Is it easier for you? And be honest. Is it easier for you to worship God out of a grateful time, out of a good time, out of a fruitful time in your life, compared to when you know stuff hits the fan? Mm-hmm. You know, times are hard. Money's not coming in how you would like it, like it to. Um, your relationship with your spouse is on the rocks. Your kids are being disobedient and reckless. You, you see what I'm asking here. Like, yep. can you guys separate the difference between those two? As you ask
1: that question, um, you know, I I would be uh, lying if I said, oh no. Like, in the hard times, I worship God. Um, definitely. Um, over the years, there are are those times where yeah worshiping God comes a lot you know more easily mm-hmm. uh, when you know life is good or something just there's there's a breakthrough and I can see God move and now, oh man, I just saw how awesome you are, God, and mm. I'm gonna praise you. Um, and then as you kind of described a little bit more, I, I would say though I what I'm I am thankful for um, is that I would say over the years, God has been teaching me how to worship Him. Um, even in those hard times, Mm -hmm. um, and not to say that, um, or, or at least I was gonna say, um, in those hard times that those moments of, um, you know, kind of dwelling on the hard time become more minimal and, and I'm able to turn to God a a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all God showing me his grace and being patient with me and saying, Ed. Now, here's another moment. I know it's a hard one, um, and your hardships, but you know what? This is this would be a good time to worship me, hmm. right? And so, um, so it it's been something I, I would say I'm I'm in the process of, of learning still, um, and there's certain you know things in my life that it's harder for me to make that turn to God in those moments, but uh, definitely um, over the years He's been helping me so that I can worship him even in the hard times. I think,
2: uh, well, I, I think in the easy times, if we want to call them that, or I, I think what it happens for me, and I would assume for most people, is we kind of hit the cruise control button, right? <laughs> it's just easy to kind of go through the motions, we sing the songs, we know what we're supposed to do. I think maybe what you're alluding to, Taylor, is in the hard seasons, um, I think we, we draw closer to the Lord in those seasons because we have to, there's a dependency there that's mm. different. And I think what ends up happening is we come to a deeper understanding of who God really is. Um, You know, when we talk about even the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm -hmm. Well, when we have everything we need, we don't really think of it that way until we're in a spot where we go, Mm -hmm. I'm in desperate need financially. I don't, Mm -hmm. we're not going to cover our bills this month or, and getting in those spots where all of a sudden God shows up and provides in a very real way. I think it's the experience that enables us to worship God on a level of no, you really are my shepherd, not mm-hmm. just off the pages of the Bible, but I've experienced you there yeah. in my life, you know, and you look at the big moments of even people calling on God for certain names of, you know, the Lord is my banner or, or mm-hmm. you know, he is the God that provides. It's out of an experience usually of hardship and great need yep. that all of a sudden turns and says, Lord, you've, you've provided, you'll provide again. You've done it. You've been my, the mighty right hand in my life and you'll do it again. And, and usually those are hard experiences mm-hmm. that if I'm honest, I don't want to go through those. I hate going yeah. through those. Mm-hmm. But those are the moments where I think we we draw nearer to the Lord and we have a deeper appreciation for who he is. And that leads us into a more worshipful spirit and attitude.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of David um, in the book of Psalms. You know, you just think about how he is pretty much through the that entire book. He's on the run for his life. Mm-hmm. And he's not having a good time. <laughs> But, at the same time, in almost every single chapter in that book, it's him starting out seeking after the Lord. It's him starting out saying, God, I need your help in this. There's not, I mean, he wasn't perfect. He had his moments, but it seems like every single time something comes up in David's life, he's like, okay, I already know that I can't do this on my own, so God, I need you to to see me through this. And, And in Again, in almost every chapter, it's him singing praises to the Lord and just declaring that you know, like what you said, Brian, like you're my shepherd, God, and I trust you, and i I'm gonna lean into you in this time and um and I'll say i I am not perfect at at this by any means, but similar to what you said and I resonated with that is God's really teaching me how to worship him in the if we wanna call it the storm mm-, mm-hmm. reminds me of that mercy me song, oh. praise you in this storm. Oh. And I would lift my hands. <laughs> Sorry, we it? don't know it. You are who you are. I don't know No that matter one. <laughs> where I am. Come on. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Every tear I cry. I can keep going. Hold <laughs> right, go. Go. in your hand or something there like that. There it is. Yeah. He got a line. <laughs> ah, I forgot what I was even saying. It's kinda like a storm you're saying. Oh yeah. So yeah, God's thanks, Ed. God's been teaching me <laughs> God's been teaching me how to praise him in in those hard times and and that's what I was starting to say earlier is that the majority of my life I'll just I can't even say all of my life. I mean, it's that much I've been so quick to try and figure everything out myself and then realize that I didn't do anything good. Nothing I did helped and then when I realize there's nothing left for me to do, then I'll turn to God and say, mm. God, I need your help with this. Um, And I, I'm so, if I'm honest, I'm so envious of David and how he just had this strength and this confidence in his relationship with God where he could just turn to him at any moment first mm. and, and then praise him in those moments. You know, he, he didn't know in any situation, David didn't really know the outcome of what he was going to. he was going to see or anything like that but he knew that um god already knew the outcome and he was trusting in that Mm -hmm. and so that's i feel like that's what god's been teaching me in regards to worship is that um i don't need to know how to fix everything i just need to know who can fix everything Mm -hmm. and by doing that i've i've really been trying to be mindful of saying you know it, it i'll be honest we don't make a lot of money at all and it were tight each and every month financially mm-hmm. um, And that used to stress the living heck out of me mm-hmm. I mean seriously I used to get in such a dark place in my life where I would I would just feel like i'm losing my grip on everything that there is to grab a hold of And I felt like my relationships were Going down the drain and I mean just everything mm. It was not a good spot and we're not necessarily out of that spot, but I I, f- I feel like in these times now I'm able to actually just let go of it and pr- and again I'm not perfect at it but practice letting go of that that hold that I had on it saying I need to fix this all myself and say God you know what you're so good I've I've already seen you move in this in these situations in these seasons I've already seen how you bring us out as a family from this and you help us rise up in victory because you're just that kind of a God you mm-hmm. want to see us succeed and you care for us. And I've seen it so many times in him in my life and in other people's lives. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't, I don't really have the time to sit and mope anymore. Right. I already know who my God is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to worship him out of that truth. Um, And that, I think really the season that I'm in and that my wife and I are in with two kids and um you know, just everything that comes with that, that's that's really where I'm trying to operate out of mm-hmm. as best I can, is just the truth that God knows where we're at. He knows what we need. Like what you said, Brian, he feeds the birds of the air. How much more is he going to feed us, you know? Yeah. And that's not just money. That's not physical food. Yeah. That's, that's the food of life, that he's going to feed us with his joy, with his peace, with his patience, you know, with, with health. I mean, all the above, if we just lean into him and worship him in that. So mm-hmm. that's really what he's been teaching me. Um, and I think that's carried into the way that I I want to lead worship. Um, it's really reignited a passion in my heart, and we've talked about this as as guys just separately, but mm-hmm. I really feel like God's doing some big things in our church right now. And I feel sure. like he's bringing more people to us as a church. And and please don't hear this as butts and seats type of thing because it's not that, mm-hmm. or booties and seats. Can I say butts?
2: <laughs> is, no, that, is that fine, Pastor You're Brian? the worship pastor. You say <laughs> whatever you want. I just can't get away with it. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it's not about that. It's not about how many people we have here at the call church. It's really not, and that's not our heart behind it at all. It's, it's actually a, a little bit, heavier in that sense because now we have more people that we need to share the gospel with and the stakes are a little bit higher does that make sense i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. um but there it's a it's a great thing i mean we'd love to see more people coming here and it i don't know maybe it's just the that momentum that's helping fire me up a little bit or that's just the holy spirit doing a work in my heart which i know that that's at the very least a part of it you know um But I am really, really excited to see what God does in this year of 2020 in this church. And specifically in the area of worship. I just, I think my vision for worship is, how do I simplify it a little bit? Just, I really want to see people, and when I say people, I mean the congregation. I want to see the congregation really be able to fully, unashamedly, worship God out of the goodness that he has demonstrated in their life mm-hmm. and out of his faithfulness for them, for his children, and just see the congregation looking back, kind of what I was talking about, looking back at their life and seeing it all of these different times where God has helped them and loved and cared for them and saying, I've seen who my God is, mm-hmm. and I know that that's going to be the same God in the future, so I'm going to continue to worship him because he is so worthy of it.
1: You know what I like what you're saying with David and how he, you know, at least for many times in his life, he, he was putting God first and, mm-hmm. you know, as we're coming up with definitions of worship, I mean, I was just thinking even in this moment, like maybe that's part of the definition of worship, God first, mm. plain yeah. and simple, God first, you know, God first in our marriages, God first in our parenting, you know, God first in, you know, our work relationships. Right. And just, that's how we can worship him Mm -hmm. is by putting him first. Right. And just that, you know, as you're describing that stirring in your heart of just that ignited passion, you know, and I I think that does come when, you know, everything else is below God Mm -hmm. and he is first and when he's leading the way we can't help but have that passion that fire because it's God, it's mm-hmm. him, his fire, his passion for reaching the loss for all the people he's bringing to his church. Like he wants to be first, not only in our lives, but in all the lives that he's going to bring to himself. Right. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that as you're kept describing David and him doing that. And then now you're in your season in life with the you and your wife, you're like, man, I, we just, we just want worship that center of God, being kind of first. and We want that to be mm-hmm. leading the way. So yeah. I'm excited too, along with you, Taylor and Brian, just of God being first, you know, here, here at this church and just seeing how that transforms lives and, you know, yeah. Restores lives, redeems lives. It'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, that's good. Ed. I, th- I think God gave me a reminder of something a couple years back and it's always stuck with me. It's just this image of, so for for my 18th birthday, mm-hmm. my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, um, bought me tickets to John Mayer's concert. Oh, and uh, what is that? Sleep Train? Is that the one out there in Wheatland area, uh, or somewhere over there? Sleep Sleep Train Amphitheater, I think. And yeah. It doesn't really matter where it was, but so she bought me very front row seat tickets. I mean, John. If you don't know, John Mayer is like my favorite artist out there. <laughs> he is just he rips on the guitar, and he is so stinking good um and so this was huge for me, very, very front row. I mean, no joke, there was not a chair in front of us, and which was kind of cool. Philip Phillips opened for him, so we kind of got two oh, really good shows, yeah, nice um but i I just remember this genuine excitement that I had and just this this moment of this suspenseful moment of waiting to see cuz we could see right through the side of backstage from where we were at and just this moment of seeing oh, John Mayer <laughs> here he comes you know this is his face i can see his face now it's really him he's a real person and he comes walking up on stage and and we waited for so long so the suspense was just building and building and building and then then all the stage lights went out and all the amphitheater lights went out not a power outage it, intentionally Mm. And and then you hear just this this pad these keys in the background that kind of swell up and fill the silence with sound Mm -hmm. And then of course you hear all the crowd just go Yeah, it's like he's coming, you know And and all of a sudden you just see one spotlight on the stage But there's nobody there. It's just John John Mayer's microphone right there (laughs) And if you can picture this in your head, it's it's dark outside. It's a white light on his microphone and the suspense still is just starting to build more and more. And then all of a sudden the crowd stops Mm. and then you just see a a few like eight, nine, ten silhouettes on the side of the stage. And then I just got goosebumps. I'm like, this is it. This is the moment where we see him. And then sure enough, his, his bandmates start walking out and then he was the last one to walk out. And then the crowd went stinking nuts. I Mm. mean, it, w- it, like, it physically hurt your ears how loud everybody was screaming. Mm. And just this moment of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what else to do with this excitement but to scream. And I've got goosebumps because it's such an exciting moment. And this auditorium is just going crazy for somebody who walked out on stage. And then God gave me this image of how often we don't do that for him if we Mm. can you know we do that for somebody else who sings secular music and I felt really guilty of this too here's John Mayer coming up on the stage crowd going wild but we don't do that for the king of kings and the lord of lords and the Mm. savior of our lives you know we we kind of come to church with our hands in our pockets Mm. in a sense you know Mm. and I'm guilty of this too like there's there's mornings where if I'm honest, maybe I'm just tired or sure. maybe the enemy's just getting at me and I'm discouraged or whatever, fill in the blank there. And there's moments where I don't really want to do this today, you know, if it's okay to be honest in that sense. But I don't know. I was just reminded of that just as we were talking about this and just that image of like that is the kind of praise. That's the kind of worship and the, that awe factor, that power that we should be giving God every time we enter into his presence there's this passage in the book of psalm um it's chapter 100 and it's it's verse 2 and it's real short it's one sentence and it says come into his presence with singing and that is a simple verse but it's a powerful one for me because we come into his presence with and and don't hear me wrong this is what God invites us to do is the kind of relationship we have with him. We come into his presence with our garbage. And again, that's what he invites us to do. He says, give me your stuff. I want to take that from you so you don't have to deal with it. That's why he, that's why God sent his son Jesus for us to die on the cross. But um, come into his presence with singing, with praise. How often do we come into his presence with a crappy attitude? Mm, You know? And again, I'm not speaking at anybody here because I'm totally guilty of this too. But... I don't know did did that spark anything with you guys just that that image of just this awe factor that I think is in our day and age I think is really missing from the heartbeat of worship. I like the
1: imagery you used with that I meant just picturing all that and I meant as you were saying it, you know I was you know waiting for that tagline right hmm. but um that that's 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 how it is with God and really um that was a really cool picture you painted because. I think sometimes we, um, if we just want to use, um, you know, walking into church building mm-hmm. or service and just physically we look and we, we think that's reality, right? But what you're describing, this anticipation, this buildup, right. Mm-hmm. Of this excitement and everything that really, I think is reality <clears throat> as believers in Christ of what we fully have in Christ absolutely, is we truly, he has given us the front row seat um, because of what Christ has done. Mm-hmm. I meant, um, he, you know, he, he's gonna, he's gonna bring us with him, you know, and we get this front row seat with him in anticipation to see, you know, our creator, our God, you know, the magnificent one. Right. and, I don't think I think about that hardly enough Hmm. until you started painting that picture. I'm thinking, wait, that is actually what I really have in Christ. And if I would dwell on that, maybe a little more, maybe how I worship would be different. Yeah. Right. Maybe he really would be first Hmm. in a lot more areas of my life than I allow him to because I realized he's giving me front row seats. Like, I get to see, you know, God, the creator, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, of me, of my soul. And I mean, that was just a powerful picture. Just, and and I think God's like, Hey, get ready, you know, get ready to see me. And in in all honesty, that's what we're getting ready to do guys. I mean, we're getting ready to see him,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know, if if it all boils down to it. We're getting ready to see him, and do we realize how amazing he is? Mm-hmm. Right, much more amazing than John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I love, I
2: love that imagery, man. Thanks for sharing that. That was great. Yeah, of course. Well, and I think Taylor, that Psalm 100 is a, I think a classic. Uh, oh yeah. Gathering passage, but uh, and in there, you know, make a joyful noise unto the Lord serve the Lord with God come into his presence with thanksgiving and, mm-hmm. you know, just those concepts and those ideas of there is an excitement and we'll get excited at a ball game. We'll get excited at a conference and, uh, or a, uh, you know, a concert mm-hmm. like you were talking mm-hmm. about. And, and yet we are coming into the presence of the King of all Kings with his people to celebrate what he's doing in our lives and his mm-hmm. power. And so I, I think that definitely the excitement and the, pr- I would call that the praise component yeah. of worship. I think, I think on the flip side of that, I, I think I was challenged, um, you know, as you were talking about, just moments that maybe God speaks to us and thinking and processing through things. But I, I I, I, do at the same time get concerned that sometimes in an effort to worship God, um, if we do make it more about us than about Him, mm-hmm. and even saying that worship was great today and because I felt something, or we sang a song, and I'm talking more of corporate worship yeah. here as a church, but, um, you know, it, it really spoke to me. And when we get back to it, if we really define worship is worship, isn't about me receiving Mm -hmm. anything. It's Mm -hmm. about God receiving. And, and it's the one thing that I have to give to God that he doesn't originate. It's my opportunity to say, Lord, I'm going to give you something of myself that, that it's not you forcing me to do that. I'm giving you the praise and the worship and the adoration that you alone are deserving of, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so I think that there's even moments that if I walk out of a, a church service at a time of worship and I can say, well, maybe I didn't feel something, but was God honored and glorified? Mm. Then he was worshiped today. And mm-hmm. and that that is what I, I think should give us that joy and that excitement of it's not just necessarily what I get out of it, you know, because if I'm yeah. walking away going, hey, this this made me feel good and worship was great. And yeah. I know we joke about uh, different maybe excitement levels of worship and things that are done in certain church environments mm-hmm. that to create that. But, but is that really, hey, I'm just trying to give God the praise that he alone is deserving mm-hmm. of. And that's the focus of my heart right now. And yeah. and sometimes that's going to be with a shout and a yeah, joyful absolutely. noise. Sometimes that's going to be with some claps and some praises. And and maybe sometimes that's a moment of just reflection and, and submissive and quietness. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. That, God, I'm just giving you the praise that you alone are deserving of. Nobody else. And that may just be giving him my attention and my thoughts about what he's done, that I'm a child of the King and mm-hmm. you know how amazing that is. So, uh, so yeah, that finding that balance in the midst of those things that, yeah, there is this aspect of a praise and a celebratory side of worship. And yet this reflective moment too. that, mm-hmm. and God is just an incredible presence in my life and deserving of this quiet, submissive, reflective moment that mm-hmm. God, I'm just going to praise you personally right now too. So yeah.
1: Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I like that point you brought there, Brian. And it was remind me of that verse in Romans 12. It's a famous one as well. One and two, you know, urge you, dear brothers and sisters, right? To offer is what you're saying, like offer your minds and your bodies to God. And this is, and this is your spiritual act of worship, literally, you know, supported by God's word there to say, Hey, this is really what worship is about. You know, it's about me. <laughs> and God's the only one that can say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it, it's about him and it's about offering, you know, whatever all that we got, you know, bringing it to him. So that was that was powerful when you're sharing, I was like, Oh yeah, that's totally lines up what well, God teaches us anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It reminds me too I hope nothing I said discourages you guys about this because I totally understand and recognize that somebody who And again, we're talking about people coming into the call church on Sunday mornings or any church doesn't have to be ours. But you go into the church and you're 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 the person out there, you know, sitting down during worship with your hands in your pockets or your arms crossed, similarly to how we're sitting here. But you're laughing. But yeah, exactly. But that person could be truly could be worshiping just as much as somebody who is. Yes. Lording. Mm -hmm. is that a thing (laughs) that's a verb (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) somebody who is who is screaming out and saying yes hallelujah you know amen you know those kind of guys they could be worshiping in the same exact way Mm -hmm. that's just how they worship yeah and i think that's the beauty of our god there's not a script on -hmm. how he wants to be worshiped he says just glorify me and honor me in what you do that's worship that's what worship is yeah Mm mm-hmm um, so I don't know I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about Some practical ways That maybe we as pastors Would like to see The body of Christ worship Is mm-hmm. that okay to do? That's great Sure So yeah. I think right off the bat Maybe the the most common thing that you'll see And we're, again we're talking practical ways To be engaging in worship Is clapping mm-hmm. Now hear me <laughs> If you can't keep a beat please don't clap
2: i'm just gonna say it i'm gonna be blunt and honest so i would say clap but just don't clap loud so or or that yes clap I, so no one can hear I, you yeah i don't want to prevent anybody from worshiping but uh maybe a little on the softer side yeah
0: of... <laughs> maybe just do like the golf clap thing. i would say the golf clap dude. <laughs> or snap maybe bring out your snaps or something and the reason we say that i know that's kind of funny to say but and, and all joking aside that can cause distractions and really what we want our heart behind that is not so everything is perfect and everybody's in time. Um, Again, everybody worships in different ways, but the reason we say that is because we don't want to cause distractions for other people and take their mind or their, their soul, their heart out of that area of deep, genuine connection with the Lord during worship. And it's a sensitive thing, you know, it, it's interesting. that It's why we have set volume levels. It's why we have um, set lighting and different areas of that because we're trying to create this environment where it's easy to enter into the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this to say, like, if we don't have loud music or good lighting, then we're not going to create a worshipful experience. That's not what I'm saying. These are all different things to help... Um, encourage you into that time with him sure so that's why we say if you can't clap on time clap quiet or don't clap at all (laughs) i know it sounds funny but um and i think the other one is what we were just talking about um if i want to use the word the verb again yes lording if you feel in your heart that you just need to scream and shout out like a hallelujah or an amen during worship or during brian's message when he's in the middle of a really deep point (laughs) um do that that's the holy spirit speaking to you i mean don't don't suppress that if god's speaking to you and saying and really just speak maybe speaking into a certain specific area in your life you're like dang yeah holy Mm. spirit i feel you through that let out an amen let out a hallelujah you know what i'm saying let out a dang do you guys agree with that Right like, that would completely throw me off. Well, I hope you're not going to do this just at random moments.
2: That's not what I'm saying. I'm going to try
0: it this Sunday just for Brian. <laughs> There's a fine line, people.
2: Well, I think bottom line, what you're talking about, Taylor, is just, I think, coming with uh, an excitement for what we're doing here you know yeah. not just going through the motions but really having a you know if you would shout at the tv you know something during a ball game or exactly. the super bowl's coming up this weekend you know out of an excitement or passion if your team's scoring a touchdown why mm-hmm. wouldn't we do the same for a moment where there's a realization of yeah this is who my god is and this is what he's done in my life and to celebrate that mm-hmm. in the same type of a capacity so yeah, yeah i totally Totally on board with that for cool. sure. Just so. checking because I got a bunch of blank <laughs> stares from you too. So
0: <laughs> I was, letting Brian, yeah. like what they men I, mean again?
2: I think, you know what I would say, Taylor, you know, kind of my heartbeat for for worship in our church is, um, you know, I, I and I will say this too. I think part of it starts before you even come. Oh, for I sure. think that there is a preparation component of just a reminder of, what we're coming for. You know, I've, I've heard at different times people say, hey, you know, we just kind of have some music up front to kind of, you know, until we just kind of prepare the message. And that's really not our heartbeat at all here at, at the call. Our, our heartbeat is that people would be engaged in experiencing uh, singing praise to the Lord uh, during during our time of worship, not just a preparation for jumping into God's Word. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's definitely value in both of those components of Um, But I think part of that starts with preparing our hearts before we even get to the doors of the church to say, God, this is what I'm coming for. I get the opportunity and the privilege to worship you. But by doing so with a group of people who profess the same things that I do. Yeah. And we're a family together. And this we're. We're your brothers and sisters, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ. We're your yep. kids, and this is an opportunity to come and corporately worship. And so, mm-hmm. part of that for me is that preparation component. And then, what I would say, what you're talking about, the celebratory side, I I, I do value that of that kind of high praise of who God is and what He's done. Mm-hmm. And you know what, we try and structure songs around that to to give yeah. people the opportunity to celebrate what He's done. And yet, at the same token, at the in that process of worship too, to lead us to a place of again that reflective side of uh, you know, that Peter moment of, boy, this is who I am in light of who God is. And I'm humbled to be in his presence. And, and just this reflective opportunity of God just speaking truth of who he is in mm-hmm. our lives as well. So to praise him for, for what he's done and to praise him for who he is and, and the deeper revelation of that as well. So, yeah. you know, part of that's just engagement and singing, like you yeah, said, absolutely. clapping our hands, shout to the Lord uh, with a voice of triumph. I mean, mm-hmm. all the portions of the Psalms that we're talking about, but, um, you know, and to see our church, really grab a hold of that to say that's going to be a priority for us in 2020 that yep. we want to be a people that celebrates what god's done enjoy what he's doing and yeah mm-hmm. and give him that reflective moment as well that he's speaking into our hearts and into our lives and give him permission to do that in a public setting too yeah so. for sure
0: yeah we're all basic mm-hmm. brothers <laughs> and sisters in christ oh man oh. Hey, look at that. <laughs> yeah, look at that. A I'll be base. honest. I didn't hear anything you were saying just now. I was trying to He's put that together in my head. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Yeah, what was sounds that? great, Brian. Whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just kidding. I heard
1: everything. <laughs> well, I, I was going to just share this. Um, speaking of practical ways uh, to worship, and you know, we gave like you know clapping, and um, you know, you know, Brian saying you know just you know shouting bringing that out. excitement, mm-hmm. shouting out, and um, I like what you said earlier too. You, you you painted that picture of the person that's in in, in the crowd, we should say, you know, uh, that's maybe raising their hands and saying hallelujah. And you got the person sitting there just kind of contemplative, like still worshiping. Um, but I thought I'd share this if we're sharing practical ones. Uh, I learned it at, um, a, a camp actually it was for, um, it was for youth workers and leaders and they had us as leaders, um, just as a, like a symbol, I guess, of worship, if you would say is, um. So those people out there, you like raising your hands or not, mm-hmm. um, this is something simple. So, um, if you put your hands, um, out in front of you, um, both hands and, and that symbolized, they said, and when you, when you kind of close your eyes, just to focus and everything that is you, um, kind of just laying, uh, whatever it is at God's feet for who he is, you know? He's the God that forgives. He's the God full of grace. So you just you just bring it to his feet because of who he is. Mm. And then um, and then if you flip your hands around, your, your palms are facing you, and you and you put it out towards you. Again, these are just practical ways. I'm not yeah. saying it's the only way. Um, but that could just be a symbol of, hey, God, because of who you are, I'm ready to receive what you have for me today. And I thought that one was really cool because yeah, cool. um, I didn't – I kind of think of I'm I'm a, I'm a raise your hand guy to God like you guys will see me I'm I'm like I'm like dancing out there. Well, you might not see him; he's kind of small. I am. <laughs> That's why I raise my hand a lot. We're <laughs> laughing, me guys. Um, but um, the palms down. That one
0: was really cool. Um, kind of little symbol and palms exercise up. we did. You
1: oh, m- oh, sorry, palms up, facing you. So sorry. first
0: one because we can't see what you're doing. So yes, first one is hands out, palms out. Yeah, or palms down. Palms, yeah. Down. Yeah. palms down. Palms down. You. Second one, hands out, palms up. Yeah, and the cool. palms uh, out facing up
1: is are you ready to receive Yeah, what God's got for you as you're worshiping him. So I thought those are two yeah, that's, cool that's things. That's awesome. So, yeah. If that helps anyone out there, yeah.
0: yeah. That's great. Now, I can't say someone won't give you a high five, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And then I would say kind of the maybe the last one, and when I say last, I don't mean this is like, this is the only way that. This is the last way period that you can worship. Worship comes in many forms, obviously, like we've been talking about. But I would say this one is a real basic one, um, pretty straightforward. I think you guys can probably guess it. Just singing out, the mm-hmm. act of actually raising our voices and singing out. In Psalm, Psalm 98, verse 4, and a little bit on, it says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with lyre, which is kind of like a guitar, Um, with the lyre and the sound of a melody, with trumpets and the sound of a horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. That's just a great reminder, I think, that, you know, like we've already said it a bunch of times, and just coming into his presence with praise, raising our voices in song, in melody, like we just read, and just singing out to him, just that physical act of, God, I'm going to sing to you because you are worth it. You're so Mm. good. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe do all of those things. Maybe shout, sing, lift your hands. Yeah, dance around. Yeah, you can dance too. If you're a dancer, dance around. We have freedom in Christ. Come up on stage with us. Shoot. Do not do that. Yeah, maybe don't do that. <laughs> Watch well, your you, surroundings. You can do that while Brian's speaking. Help, I mean, Perfect. help
2: him speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say?
0: Nothing. <laughs> Get up there and start speaking. Come on. Oh, man. Well, any other thoughts from you guys? In regards to everything we just talked about?
1: You know, the only other thing coming to mind, I think kind of Brian started with it when he was talking about humility. Mm -hmm. And I I just think, you know, as we described all these kind of outward things of different ways and postures and everything, I think when it boils back down to it and kind of come full circle, it's just that posture of our hearts, you know, as we're preparing for worship is, where's our heart at with Mm -hmm. God, you know?
0: So For sure, that's a biggie.
1: Yep, posture of your heart. Yeah. rather
2: than your hands and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I would say maybe just as in a concluding remark, I'm just thinking about Jesus and the conversation of the woman at the well and mm. in John chapter four, when he mentions that true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. And you know exactly mm. what that means of, I think to me getting back to the f- foundational truth of God's word and yeah. understanding who God is and worshiping him, in truth, in a way that brings honor to Him, mm-hmm. um, and just in recognition of of who He really is and what He's really done, um, I, I I think the more we spend time just saturating ourselves in the Word of God to understand who He is, I think the more natural, if we're a follower of Christ, you're going to want to pour out praises back as we continue to learn and yeah. digest. This is what I've got: the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, a relationship with God. I'm a child of God. And the Holy Spirit is in me. You know, all of the blessings. It's hard not to turn that back and say. Lord, of course I'm going to praise you for this. It's like somebody who gives you a, a gift, you know, your first thing you want to say, thank you. And, right. you know, it's the same thing with the Lord, right? Is, man, when we really appreciate what we've been given and we're saturated in that truth, it's hard not to give him the praise that he's deserving of. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Great comments there.
0: Well, that's it for today's episode, guys. And and again, the heart behind this is to really help. We, we feel like we need to just help re-teach what it means to truly worship. Because mm-hmm. it can get cloudy over time, you know, just like really anything that you do for a long time, you kind of lose the meaning of it. Yeah. Um, so we, I just feel like, you know, this is a beneficial thing for us to talk about as a church body and um, even as leaders in his church, mm-hmm. you know, just to be united on that front of, yeah, we all agree that this is what worship means. And these are just some ways that we can encourage you in it and, you know, hope that you can start worshiping out of a genuine appreciation for what you have in, in Jesus Christ. So coming up in towards the end of February, February 21st, we have another worship night. Um, it's open to the community, it's open to other churches, it obviously is open to those who attend the call church. We would love to see you there. It's going to be at 6 30 and there's going to be child care. So don't worry about that. If you have kids, just drop them off. But as Brian always says on Sundays, you can't just drop off your kids and then go have dinner with your spouse or girlfriend or whatever. You got to stay. <laughs> all right. That's just how it works. But yeah, please come to that. We, we want to see you there. Um, we, we really believe that those are very growing, um, deep time or, um, times of deep connection with the Lord and with each other as a church. And I don't know. There's just something different about that kind of setting apart from a Sunday morning to so me. Yeah. It's just different, you know, and it's a time of... At the end of the week, just coming together at an evening and just giving praise to God. Mm -hmm. So it'll be mostly worship, kind of similarly to how the other ones have been, if you guys have been a part of those. But it's going to be great. Don't miss out on that. Again, February 21st at 630. Um, We have an email. Please email us if you guys have any questions, comments, um, dare I say concerns. Um, But we want to hear from you guys. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you guys need prayer for anything. Our email is tccpodcast.com at thecallchurch.com um, reach out to us on Facebook uh, if you haven't liked us on Facebook please do that we've got a lot of important stuff going on there and some updates that will be posted there you just search The Call Church and the Facebook bar will come up and then like us on or follow us on Instagram if you haven't done that already thecallchurch.pg that stands for Pine Grove give us a follow give us a shout out share this podcast and as always it's been a pleasure Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to the next one. Talk to you guys later. Ciao. Bye-bye.